0: Alright everyone. This is JD Sloan with my with my uh, co-host here, Johnny Bandana, on the very first episode of The Tape Trader's Guide to 90s Pro Wrestling. So, Johnny, uh my whole idea behind doing this was I, I grew up uh, uh becoming a wrestling fan in the 90s. Um honestly, tape trading is what made me a wrestling fan. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of Hogan and and Warrior and you know the the 80s type of stuff, WWF, and, I, and I, I didn't really watch a lot of NWA or anything like that when I was a kid. Um, I always knew about pro wrestling, but I wasn't, I wasn't what I'd call a fan. And then, lo and behold, the 90s come along, and the internet came along. And by just chance, just random chance, I typed in some kind of wrestling terminology. And up came a tape trader's tape list. Of all the different things that he had to offer. And so I clicked on it and I was checking it out. And I saw some just wild things. Just stuff that people's names that I knew wrestling people who I didn't know for companies I'd never heard of. And it just intrigued me. It just it just caught my eye. And I'll never forget, I saved up $40 and I bought four uh, recorded VHS tapes. From a guy in, I, I think it was in Philly, um, for random things, and and that was my the beginning of my journey. Um, I got some, I, I believe it was, at the time it was Memphis. Um, I got some, but it, I don't believe it was USWA. I may have gotten something out of either, you know, CWA. Um, I don't know what the promotional was. I don't really remember the tapes. They weren't necessarily great tapes, and they weren't real memorable, um, but it, it just sparked such a giant interest to learn about all these different places and different people that that kind of started my journey. And the reason why I wanted you to come and do this with me today, Johnny, uh, is because you're younger than me. So your journey started completely different. You know, um, I would suspect, and I don't know this for sure, but I would I would expect that you probably became a wrestling fan during the Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah, Attitude Era, but mine was more like, you know, WCW, you know, more or less, like, the uh, uh Sting was my guy. Uh-huh. So I, would, I would always watch, uh, TNT and TBS, watch all the, you know, WCW I could. Got into WWE, I guess, a little later on. You know, it was in the Attitude Era, but, I mean, a little, a little later on, mm-hmm. Attitude Era, you know. So, did you watch like when when they first started bringing in the cruiserweights and like absolutely. Conan, or was it before that? Was it kind of like when Hogan first came over and Savage? At and... the end of '95, early '96, <sighs> I guess, right when they were doing that. I guess I don't know of it was New Japan, who it was, mm-hmm. but uh, guys like Malenko and Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a big a, a big rush of talent in, in the in the mid '90s. You was. know, late '94, '95. It seemed like, you know, both WWF and, and WCW were just real heavy with talent. There was a lot of talent out there. Um, a lot like it is right now. You know, the independents have a lot of talent. And in my opinion, you know, the, the early 90s, because you kind of saw that as the 80s went on, as the, the late 80s kind of started to happen, you know, 87, 88, you know, business was at an all time high. But by 89, 90, 91, everything. From a national level really started to deteriorate and it started to go down and then you had the scandals with the the steroid scandal, which, you know, Vince put a lot of money into the trials and and everything like that. And and so wrestling itself, I mean, it was still popular. People were still watching it, um, but it had changed. It wasn't quite so rabid. Um, and I think that the, the independent scene really helped professional wrestling in ways that nobody really understands. You know, the 90s, the, the Attitude Era was great. And I love the Attitude Era. Um, I don't think it ages particularly great. But, I, but I, I was always a big fan of WWF and WCW during the, that, that period. Um, Obviously, because that's when I was watching wrestling the most. Uh, but it was because of the indies. And I believe that all that talent, like Jericho, Lance Storm, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, Conan, uh, Val Venus, um, all these people that were passing through ECW before they were going to WWF or WCW, they were all started out in promotions like Smoky Mountain and USWA. And, you know, Val Venus was a popular and really gained traction for Burt Prentice. Um, I just saw, I just uploaded on my YouTube page the other day, uh, a promo from Val Venus for Burt Prentice and his Ozark Mountain. They, you know, gained the eye of the, the WWE in the, in the first place. So I think the Indies like were just pushing out so many talented people and doing such crazy different types of wrestling that that's what created the Attitude Era in reality. That's what caused the boom. It was from the talent, um, so I think the '90s are really interesting because they started out really cold, they ended, you know, the highest that they could possibly be, and and we, as fans, as as, as you know, in the age bracket that I am, you know, I don't experience that at all anymore. I don't feel any kind of real passion, not even from the fans. It seems like pro wrestling fans nowadays, they watch wrestling because that's just what they do. They just watch it. it. Comes on Monday, so they watch it on Monday. It comes on, uh, Tuesday, so they watch it on Tuesday. If, you right. know, if they know about TNA, then Repetition. they watch TNA when it comes on. Okay. Um, but there's no, uh, nothing, no one, wakes up on monday morning thinking oh my god i've got to watch monday night raw cuz i have no idea what's going to happen for the most yeah. part we know what's going to happen and it's going to be a rehash of what's been happening and it's not going to be that interesting you-, you know and we know that even with the the best talent in the world which they have right now they've got just you know incredible incredible talent the the storytelling and the complexity of the storylines is just boring it's just not Absolutely. there that PG, you know, it's, it's, it's killing. It's not. It's, it's you know, we're, we're not going to see the glass break. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, going be not going to be a lot of you know cement getting poured in somebody's fancy car. And yeah, yeah, so it's chaos going on. We're not going to see, but you know, it's just we. I don't believe, for instance, I don't believe Kevin Owens really dislikes uh, Daniel Bryan, <laughs> or I don't think you know. It just it's just not believable anymore even when during a time when we already knew it wasn't real we still believed and i think that people want to believe i think they want to you know for that short period of time just forget that they know that it's a work and then when it's over they can go back to talking about it like it's a work but while they're watching it they want to be sucked in to whatever's happening and so we're going to talk everything 90s wrestling we're going to reminisce stuff. Um, I want to be really interactive with the people that are following us on Facebook. Um, follow, you know, you can search uh, WrestleTopia for all your 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 social media needs. Uh, but the Tape Trader's Guide to '90s Pro Wrestling. We have a web uh, Facebook page. Uh, make sure you go there and hit the like button. And we want to interact. And I, I, you know, one of the things I want to do, um, which is an idea that I got from the Booking the Territories podcast, is every. Every time we have an episode, let's watch a classic '90s event. Um, You know, beforehand, let's let's, Uh you know, let's watch the Royal Rumble. Let's watch um, Smoky Mountain Wrestling Night of Legends. Let's watch something from USWA or Global Wrestling Federation or you know WCW. Let's watch just every single time. Watch something new, something that kind of embodies. The 90s, you know, whether it's 1990, 1995, or 1999, something that really embodies that time period, and let's watch it and see see how well it holds up to today. You know, like how how great was Arnold Anderson's Spinebuster? Really, oh. you know, if we if we 30 years ago, is it really that great today as it was then? Absolutely. And then, like, how great was yes. know, Sid Justice in the WWE? Um Yeah, <laughs> how, how great was he? You know, what about uh, the snowman in USWA? Or, you know, let's... Uh, I'd like to find some really uh, off-the-wall stuff. Like, uh, there's a guy in California named Dr. Mike Lano who used to have this cable access show, and he was a dentist in, in his shoot. In his shoot life, he was a dentist. And uh, the show is called... Uh, those canvas cavities. Yes. <laughs> and That's he so would I narrate, you know, different matches from different promotions. Uh, there was a, another thing out of California called incredibly strange wrestling. Have you ever heard of this, Johnny? I've never. Heard of it. Okay. okay. Uh, it, it, uh, they also won under the name uh, California Creative Wrestling, and there was a guy named J.R. Benson. And I, I always see him with things of like Jim Cornette. Like they're 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 tight. They're they're people or something. Uh, But they would put on the craziest of crazy shit you've ever seen.